Well, glory to God. Our worldwide head pastor of the church, Brother Carlos Roberto Baena, did not come. We came to see him preach, but who knows where our brother is. He's probably visiting another church. My job is a supervisor, worldwide supervisor of the church by God's order and order of our sister Mary Luisa. Amen. I wanted to greet you. Well, glory to God. I wanted to tell you that I'm so happy to be here in the service here at 11 o'clock a.m. in the neighborhood of La Colina. I hope the church continues to grow. There's still a lot of space. We got to become preachers, meaning that we speak of God. We never feel ashamed of speaking to our family members, our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers. Whenever they ask you why you're so special or why you provide this peace, that's because you know God and you can speak of God. Amen, brothers and sisters? And how beautiful when our family members, our friends, they accept our invitation. Isn't that so? And... You can say, well, I've done something good. And you feel blessed, privileged that more people can know this living and powerful God. Amen, brothers and sisters? You may be seated. And I would like to share with you three things today before the sermon. The first one. A week ago, we were in Barranquilla with our sister Mary Luisa. We were doing a Bible study. There were 9,300 people uh, during the Bible study. It was beautiful. It was a uh, convention center in Bar- Barranquilla, Colombia. And to see all the brothers and sisters from the Atlantic side, so joyful brothers and sisters from uh, Bolivia. We couldn't invite everyone because of the capacity, the, the area small. I mean, that's the promise God made to our sister Mary Luisa for over 50 years ago now, that his church would grow, that he would bring people one by one, two by twos, everyone who has a sincere heart and the church has grown just as it is also growing here in Bogota and throughout the world. The glory be to our God. Miracles, healings. When our sister visits the churches, extraordinary things happen immediately. And that's what's beautiful, that people are marveled, surprised. And it's beautiful because our sister touched certain topics that uh, when you watch these Bible studies, I hope you you learn it. For example, knowing God, very beautiful topics that are going to help us all so that you can truly know God and be nearer to God. Amen? And also, I also wanted to share with you that about two weeks ago, we were in Dominican Republic and the church also continues to grow there. The church has grown little by little There are now seven locations in the Dominican Republic. And we were in Santo Domingo. And the church around, the churches around the capital. But what's beautiful about that, that they also value God, value our sister Mary Luisa. And maybe a couple of testimonies from there. There was a sister in in Santiago. That's a city north of Santo Domingo. There's a sister who got married there to a brother. He's already an American citizen, but it turns out that when he, uh, when they submitted their documents, they weren't accepted. And her husband has a good job in the United States. And God said, don't worry, I will be in charge of doing everything. I'm going to give you those documents. And this woman said, but how? I've already presented myself, I think it's like two or three times. 
and they denied it every time. But God told her again, woman, trust in me. I will do everything. You don't need to worry because I will do everything. So the husband came to visit her. They went to an area where it's kind of like a like a river that flows into the sea. They went to a special place and where they were, there are rocks in, in the water. She was there with her husband spending time together. Suddenly a group of women arrived and the women were afraid of uh, going into the river because of all the rocks and everything. So they just simply said, her and her husband, said, oh, come here, please, we'll help you. And they lended her hand to help them cross the river and said, oh, thank you, goodbye. And that's it. The next day, she had to go to the American embassy. She had an appointment. And when she went to the uh, American embassy, she said, look, I'm coming here. I want you to help me with this. And uh, the lady looked at her and said, Is, weren't you the one who helped me yesterday to cross the river? And she said, oh, yeah, that's you. Yeah, yeah, you, you were, you counseling y'all. Well, if you help me cross the river, how am I not going to help you so you can get to the United States? The glory be to our God. A woman, and I think it was in uh, another city that's near Santo Domingo, in uh, Pedro Brown, for example, the following happened. As a parent, we always take care of our children. Isn't that so, brothers and sisters? And we, we live for them just as God. I want to teach you something. God gave, even gave his only begotten son out of love for you and for me. Now, the following happened to this mother. God told her that a difficult moment was coming, but that she would see God's glory. And that when we see God, God performs great miracles. That's basically the prophecy she received. So she says that she bought some acid. She bought acid because she needed to do something with it. And she said, oh, I'm going to do this. And she went to the kitchen because she left something on. She left the stove on. And she left a bottle of acid on top of a table. So she went to, let's say she went to the kitchen to do something. When she turned around, her young child grabbed the bottle and took a sip. When she saw that, she screamed, Son! And the son spit what the, the sip of acid that he had taken. And the mother said, Open your mouth, son! And the son was... Mm -mm -mm. And, and, and the, the child was laughing and smiling. laughing. He, she spit it out and he was just smiling, smiling. Until suddenly, he spit the rest of it out. And the mother said, Let me see! And the, mom, and the son said, no, mom, I'm fine. No, 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 open your mouth. And when he opened his mouth, his mouth was fine. And he said, why were you smiling? Oh, because that, that liquid uh, was making me, was tickling me. And the mother said, well, the glory is for whom? Now, yeah, glory to our Lord. And the third thing I wanted to share with you, taking advantage that our brother Cesar Moreno, our sister Angela Oviedo, is, are, they're both here. I want to congratulate them for that great work with that foundation. The Mary Lisa de Moreno International Foundation does in a tireless work. Yesterday we were in Cajica. We did an activity for the elderly and people with reduced mobility in the in Cajica, Cajica, Ubate, uh, Chia, different municipalities around there. And more than two, 2,600 people went and we 
share their kindness to, with them. We did activities. There were more than 2,600 people, elderly and people with reduced mobility. And we gave away more than 20 wheelchairs for people with reduced mobility. Some of them were crying because the chairs that they had were were so worn out. I mean, it was amazing what we lived there. And to know that everyone left with gifts, but all thanks to you, those of you who helped, thanks to all the helpers. Uh, are there any volunteers here from the foundation? Well, we thank the volunteers. And there are many volunteers in these areas as well, and business owners who also helped out greatly. And we gave away like like 2,600 gifts. Everybody left with a gift, and they got even more gifts. And in the different municipalities, they, they donated TVs. There was a sister. She was turning 101 years old. How beautiful. And everyone sung happy birthday to her. She was so excited. She had so much joy. And her joy was our joy. That's why it's so beautiful. The work that you do through the foundation is beautiful. So why don't we give them a great round of applause to the foundation and all the work that our sister Angela does as the uh, president, worldwide president, vice president of the foundation. We're now located in like 60 different countries. But I also wanted to tell you that our sister also received a recognition from the mayor in Cajica because of that great work, because they helped out like 5,000 people in the municipality of Cajica. In Cajacipa, they also came to give her another recognition from the mayor's office for all the beautiful work that they see, because they see that God does something beautiful and everyone admires it. Yesterday, the mayor's wife sat next to us and she said, but look at this organization. I mean, I have a foundation myself, she said, but it's nothing compared to this. Why is this like that? I said, oh, you know, we only have 180 volunteers here because we have over 20,000. Over here, we only have like 180, the ones who live in this area, and they were able to help. Oh, but look at the kindness and the love they do this. And when did they start? Like at four in the morning. They were there since four in the morning. And let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. At six o'clock in the afternoon, that venue was completely clean so we can give a good testimony to the children of God. When we do something, we do them right. Amen, brothers and sisters? And today, today I want to take advantage. I want to take advantage to ask for your help. I know that God promotes some things in us. There are two fundamental um, commandments. There are many very important, but the first one is to love God above all things, meaning above whom? Above ourselves, above what we want to do, what attacks me. And, and God begins to mold us so we can change, but God also teaches something beautiful, which is to love to love your neighbor. When we say, wow, I used to be so hard-hearted, but now I'm easily moved. Why do I feel like I want to help many people? Well, I want to tell you that in this moment, the foundation has a beautiful program that's called My New Family. Where in My New Family, what are we doing? We are sponsoring children. Children who are very vulnerable, who barely even have anything to eat or they can't go to school. But we need your help. Hopefully, if you are able to, if you can give a monthly payment because you know that this is going to be administered well, this is something beautiful that foundation does. And they're helping many people. There are many people who are sponsoring children or two or three people come get together and they sponsor a child. And it's beautiful to help others. I hope that you're able to help out from anyone who can. Amen, brothers and sisters? 
That's something that should be born out of our hearts. Whoever wants to can do it. Let us stand up. Let us stand up and let us pray. Let us ask God in this moment. Let's, let's pray so that God can hear the desires of our heart, so that God can bless us. They're transmitting today, right? Yeah, anyone who's watching us through the transmission, a uh, great hug from here from La Colina. And you can also pray so that God can manifest himself and he can bless everyone. Amen, brothers and sisters? Remember, if you're here for the first time, the Bible teaches, we, we are all led here by God, by the Bible, but we value the Bible as the written word of God that he dictated to his holy men. They were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible teaches that everything we ask to whom? That everything we ask the Father, in whose name? In the name of Christ, His Son, He will what? He will grant it. He will hear us. Because there are people who ask, Oh, Holy Spirit, keep me safe. No, that's not what the Bible teaches. Or, I don't know. There are people who they say they call upon the, uh, the mantle of Christ. No, the Bible doesn't teach that. No, the Bible teaches that whatever we ask the Father in the Son's name, He will grant us. So I invite you to practice this. If you're here for the first time, you've never done this, pray to God in this way. Now, what do I invite you to do? When you pray to God, ask good things for yourself, for your loved ones, for Colombia or Venezuela. Look at everything there that's going on over there. Whatever you feel you desire to ask for, ask for positive, good things. Amen? Let us pray. Oh, wonderful Lord, Powerful God, you are good, you are powerful, O Lord. You are the best thing that exists. And you know that we live for you and because of you. And that you have been in charge of guiding us, of blessing us, of giving us understanding of you. It is so important for you to give us that good sense to be able to understand that you live. That as the Bible states, you are spirit, you are truth. Give us great understanding, O oh Lord, so we can believe in you, so we can value you. And we, I pray to you, O oh Lord, in your infinite mercy, that you may extend your powerful arm. Extend your powerful arm upon everyone who's here and those who are watching us, our family members, so that in this moment you may perform great miracles, all types of miracles. Heal us, O oh Lord. Heal us from any spirit of illness. Let it be gone, O oh Lord. Deliver us. We want to be free, O oh Lord. Free of these illnesses. There are illnesses that are incurable. But Lord, you are the living, powerful God. You can heal us and bless us. And Lord, we also ask you to heal us from our soul, delivering us from witchcraft, sorcery, incantations, spells, curses. Let it be you destroying all envy. And help us be happy. Help us understand that we love you and that we live for you and because of you. That you are the best thing, the greatest thing that exists, that you are our greatest treasure. That's why, oh Lord, I ask you that maybe peace at our marriages and our families, that ability to communicate with each other, that friendship between husband and wife and that respect of their children towards their parents, that needs to continue that needs to exist in our families, O oh Lord. I also ask you for the families that are destroyed so that you may restore them for the promises that they have in regards to their love life. Bless them, fulfill them. But I also ask you, O oh Lord, so that you may continue delivering those spiritual blessings, 
continue manifesting yourself, filling us with your presence because there's a lot of thirst. People thirst for your word, for your gospel. People thirst, oh Lord. Many people need for you to speak to them, for you to manifest yourself in their lives. But today, I also ask you for the material aspect, for the material blessings, the needs that exist. You own everything. There are people here who perhaps have come, many of you are believers, who don't have a job. Open doors for them, O oh Lord. For those who already have a job, give them contentment with their current job so they may do their work correctly. And those who have their companies, their businesses, or their consultants, help them, Lord. Everyone, help us be very organized with whatever much or little money you give us so that we can always give you the glory and the honor. That's why, O Lord, we ask you to bless this moment. Our sister Mary Luisa, wherever she may be, O Lord, let it be you keeping her safe, protecting her, giving her many years of life and for example here in La Colina we ask you to continue teaching us through the Bible studies on Tuesdays on Saturdays it's the most important day Lord where our sister teaches us your gospel the doctrine help us value every word that comes through her but today I also ask you that you may bless and support all of your pastors all those who minister for you and bless through this sermon delivering your church and filling everyone's hearts so there may be transformations so we can make a greater commitment with you. We ask in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let us go to 1 Peter. The last books of the Bible before 1 John, before 1 John, after James. For example, in my Bible is in page 1555, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 16. Did you find it, brothers and sisters? Well, it states, because it is written, be what? Be holy, for I am what? I am holy. Amen. Glory to the Lord. You may be seated, brothers and sisters. That is the title of today's sermon. Be holy. Be holy. Amen, brothers and sisters. If you're here for the first time or you're a newcomer, we've talked about this in different ways. And to summarize, being holy means that you're set aside for God. Each of you who begin to attend church, for those of you God has given this opportunity to, because the Bible states that many are called, few are chosen. Those who are chosen are those who are holy. Amen? That's why it is a direct order. What is the direct order that God gives? Be I don't know. You seem kind of sad, brothers and sisters. Come on, with more joy, more joy. It's, a, it's a good for you to answer and say, Amen, glory to God. Yes, no. It's good to do that. Amen, brothers and sisters? No, that's better. So God gives a direct order. Be holy, which means set yourself aside for God. 
But what does it mean to set yourself aside for God? It, it doesn't mean to be fanatical, a fanatic, but, to, but it does mean to have God in your heart and with your works, with your thoughts, with the way you dress, with the way you speak, we can prove to God or we can show God that we are holy. It can be done. So there are many verses and because of time, we're only going to read a few verses. Most of them are in this same chapter and what it means or how can we or what can we do to be holy before God. And as after the Bible states that without holiness, no one will what? No one will see the Lord. So it states, for example, in verse 13, in verse 13, it states, therefore, gird up the loins of your what? Of your mind. What does that mean? So God states, therefore gird up the loins of your mind. That's the ability to understand, comprehend, to grasp the things of God, the things of God. In order to follow God, we must be spiritual. And it states that the natural man does not perceive the things that are from God because for them, what, you know, for you to wake up early or well, we're here in the 11 o'clock service, but for you to come here, people say that you're crazy, that God speaks. Oh, you're crazy. That God can manifest himself, that God gives us discernment, that God works miracles. Nah, nah, I don't believe in that. There's always a reason things happen. Oh, for you to get dressed so elegantly, for you to attend church. But why? Oh, it's because we're going to have an encounter with the most beautiful being who deserves all the honor and all the glory. That's why we prepare ourselves for him. Amen, brothers and sisters? But what happens? We must ask God. We must always ask God, for example, if you're here for the first time, if you're recent, say, Lord, give me understanding. Help me understand. My family member, my friend, my neighbor has invited me. They are telling me that, that God speaks. I want you to speak to me. How do you know God speaks? The Bible teaches that when God speaks, He tells us things about our past, about our present, and the future. Isn't that so, brothers and sisters? Our past, so that you know that God was there ever since He created you. And, and, and from the beginning of time, when God created everything, you were already in God's mind. But what else does God, does God do when you're born? God knows your past, your present. Sometimes when you're thinking about something on your way to church or when you're thinking about something, God can speak to you about that. And God does also, also does something beautiful. He makes His promises about the future. Why? So that He can win over our hearts. So that you may understand that when God speaks, what does He do? He fulfills. Isn't that so, brothers and sisters? When God speaks, what does He do? He fulfills. Amen, brothers and sisters? Oh, that it's important to understand that there are many promises that God makes us that have conditions. What does that mean? Sometimes God tells us, I'm going to give you a house, but search my scriptures, but leave your, the old man behind. But what is God telling you then? That in order for you to receive those blessings, you need to leave certain things behind. Amen, brothers and sisters? And when we leave certain things behind because we want to please God, we are seeking that holiness and you're accepting the order of being holy. So it states, what is important? So to gird up the loins of your mind, to gird up 
the loins of your mind, having that ability to grasp the things of God, that he is spirit, that he is truth, that he exists. Not everybody understands that. But what do you mean that God can come to a person in baptism? Yes, that's biblical. The Bible teaches it that whoever believes in him, there will be rivers of living water flowing through them. Or as prophet Joel said, that in the latter days, God will pour out his spirit and your children, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and they will have, they shall dream dreams and have visions. And we live all of that here. Well, I know that many of you have lived this. Is that true or not? Good, it's true. What else does it state here? Be sober. Imagine that. We're talking about being holy. So among be about what it means, what it, among what it means to be holy is to be sober. To be sober means to be moderate in everything that we do. Moderate in the way you speak, in the way you, you eat, the way you drink, the way you dress, in every aspect. We must be sober because we got to be an example. And that's the ideal. When I fall in love with God, what happens? When we walk through these doors, God begins to manifest himself in your life. God entraps you and God captivates you and God makes us fall in love with him. And God does something so beautiful here that he begins to fill us with virtues. He fills us with the desire to have a life change, to be different. And God comes and he begins to mold us. And we begin to know his statutes, his decrees, his orders. And as we fulfill them, I begin to depart from that old man. Because I am becoming what? Holy. I'm becoming holy. And when I'm careful and I'm moderate in the way that I dress, the way I speak, the way I drink, the way I eat. Then I am pleasing whom? I'm pleasing God. That's why we can't exaggerate. Be very careful. We ought to be moderate, sober. Look at this beautiful term here, be sober. What else? And rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? That you need to try to change. Try to understand the gospel, the doctrine, and become a doer of that gospel, of that doctrine. Be an example. As a parent, as a husband, as a, an employee, give the best of you, of yourself. And God will know when he begins to manifest himself more in your life because it states clearly, rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That grace that God gives when people say that they like you, that they admire you, that they like to spend time with you. That's because God gives us what? That grace. But God begins to manifest himself in your life and people recognize that and they say, oh, that man, that woman, they have of God. But why? Because you have understanding of the things of God. Because you are sober, moderate in the way that you live. And because God begins to give you grace. Amen, brothers and sisters? Verse 14. What else? What's so? What do you think is so important to be holy? As what? As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the what? To the former lust as in your what? In your ignorance. So God tells us what's important in order to be holy. Be obedient. Obedient to what or to whom? Obedient to God. 
And how do we learn to be obedient to God? Well, that's why God speaks to us. And He manifests Himself through dreams, through visions. And if you're here for the first time, when you come over here and you sit in this, in this section right here, God is going to speak to you. And you're going to hear orders, decrees that God is going to give you. But when you read the Bible, when you come to the sermons, and on Tuesdays or Saturdays when you come to the Bible studies, you're going to learn that gospel, that doctrine, with what purpose? The first purpose is for you to cleanse your heart. Clean, clean, cleanse it from what? You want it to be cleansed from what? From the lust. It states it here. Former lust as in your ignorance. Because in, back in the day we were ignorant of the word of God. We didn't know God. But once we attend this place. And we see how the Bible is being taught to us. And we understand the interpretation. We begin to learn the statutes, the decrees, the ordinances. And the ideal is for you to become a doer of that word. Why? So that you're no longer ignorant. But now you can be obedient. Because deep inside we want to be what? Holy. Amen, my brothers and sisters. That's what's important. I want to be holy. I want to please God. I want to live for God. And what do we need to do for this to happen? Read the Bible. For how long? It depends on you, your responsibilities, your work. A minute. I ask you at least a minute, but let it be you when you and God when you're reading the Bible. Most people have their cell phones next to them. And you have the Bible and the cell phone. The Bible and your cell phone. That's not how you read the Bible. You got you to read it with respect, with reverence. When you read the Bible, you say, this book is spiritual. That's why many people say, oh, it's, it's a little difficult to read the Bible. No, it's because you're thinking about other things. That's why it's so important to concentrate. Find a place. We're not going to take the bus and start reading the Bible in the bus. They're going to call you a fanatic or read it at work. No, at work they pay you to work, not to read the Bible. No, find a space at home in your um, dining table or a space that you have in your room and read the Bible. Make time. One, two, five minutes. How beautiful that the Bible may come, become a hobby for us and we can learn more of God's Word. Amen? So that we can... Leave what behind? Ignorance. We can live. Verse 15. But as he who called you is what? Is holy. Meaning that he who has called us, meaning God, is holy. You also be what? Holy in all your conduct. In all your conduct. Therefore, in order to show God that we are holy is with our conduct. That example that you give us a father. That example you gave as an employee, that example you give as a, as a student, that example you give at home, that example you give with your neighbors, that example that we give here in the congregation, that example that we give through the Mary Luisa de Moreno International Foundation. When you serve with your heart, when you do everything with your heart, you can tell how beautiful to be able to do everything with our hearts. And show your children that you love them. But it's not just with, you know, being thoughtful, giving them gifts. No, it's with your hugs. It's with an I love you. Just like what you do with your spouse, with your husband or your wife, those of you who are married. So it's important. It's very important for us to practice this. And for us to be an example in everything. Amen, my brothers and sisters. It also states in chapter 2 of uh, First Peter. What else is important to be holy? 
to attain that holiness. It states here, verse 1, Therefore laying aside all what? Malice. We ought to stop being so malicious. There are people who see all the bad things of others. That's wrong. People also have good things. And we ought to be so malicious. Amen, brothers and sisters? Also, what it states here, all deceit. There are people who are just lies after lies. And that's why they're dishonest at home. And they have lovers. At work, they cheat. At school, they cheat. In the exams, they take the, what do you call it, the, the cheat sheet? No, why are you doing that? Why don't you study young men, young women? Or at work. We always, we always need to give our best example. We always forgot, but that's for whom? For those who, for those who want to be one, holy. For those who want to please whom? God. It's as simple as that. Those who have that good sense, that chip inside and says, you know, my purpose is now that I know God, I know he lives, I know he exists. And now, since he has captivated, he has made me fall in love with him. Now I want to please him. Now I want to do his will. Because I want to be holy. Because with holiness, as I set aside myself from the let's say let's divide this pulpit into with the old man is right over here, filled with lusts, with the desire of pleasures, the devil. Because the Bible teaches that he is the prince of the power of the air, always enticing us to go against God, always enticing us to what? To sin. And when you walk through this place, God shakes us. And that's why God tells us, wake up. You who sleep. You who are dead, wake up. I want to shine my light on you. I want to bless you. I want to guide you. I want to enter your heart. I want to rule over you. I want you to truly think and love me. Prove it with your works, with your deeds, with the way that you live, with your conduct, with the way you think. And if you show me this, then I am going to please you. I'm going to spoil you because you're becoming holy. Because you are truly becoming a child of God. And that's what is ideal. Amen, my brothers and sisters. It also states all deceit, hypocrisy. There are people who are very hypocrite. They pretend to be something they're not. And let's, let's talk about God. With God. Over here is, oh, my brother, oh, my sister, oh, God lives, God's... And then you leave this place, and something happens, and you start cursing. And if God doesn't fulfill the desire of your heart, then you say, what God? There's no God. What prophecy? And then you come, for example, to seek your pastor. And this time will be a brother, Heider Cardoso, and say, oh, can you lay hands on me? God doesn't bless me. But then we look deep inside. It's because they haven't believed. They're not sincere with God. Or maybe they see God for personal interest, not with a desire to be holy, to live for Him and because of Him. And God is going to make sure He will be the one who convinces us that we can be holy. Amen? It also states hypocrisy, envy. There are people who have a lot of envy. Those are all unclean spirits. Everything that comes from the devil is unclean. And envy, that's awful. So awful. 
always desiring what other people have. And that's why you fill yourself with envy, always criticizing what others have because of envy. And that envy is like a cancer. It's deep here inside. And that envy, that envy causes you to not be holy. That spiritual cancer is going to ensure you, you don't attain eternal life. And the goal to be here is to be holy so we can have that great gift from God, eternal life. Amen, brothers and sisters. It also states, in all evil speaking, there are people who don't, don't face people and they always change their minds constantly. Verse 18 of chapter 1 of 1 Peter. What does God tell us? That you need to keep this in mind. Knowing, I'm reading in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. Knowing that you were what? You were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by traditions from your fathers. Remember, we used to be that old man. We used to live in sin. What is sin? To go against God. So the Bible states, for example, that we used to be in drunkenness, adultery, Hatred, contentions, squirrel, lesbianism, homosexuality, idolatry, drunkenness. We were disloyal. All of that. And the Bible says, don't do it. And then you do it. That's called sin. So God states, before you knew me, it states that you were rescued. You were redeemed from your aimless conduct. You were redeemed from your aimless conduct. And some people only live to have a house, to have a car. That's vain. That's short-lived. The day you pass away, the way you depart from your body, you're not going to be able to take that house, that car, that bike with you, or that TV. Those are all vanities. All of that has an end. All that is good to have it. Well, yeah, glory to God. All according to God's will. Some will have many things. Others will not. But we must learn to be holy. To please whom? And to depart from what? From sin. That's right. That's the goal. So keep this in your mind, in your heart. That's what I got to do. When you're going to do something, say, Oh, if I want to be holy, is this okay to do it? Or is that wrong? And that's why God activates something beautiful in us, which is our conscience. When your conscience accuses you, it means that you're not being holy. It means that you're doing something that doesn't please God. Amen? What else does the Bible state? It says, receive by tradition from your fathers. And it also talks about corruptible things like silver and gold. People are saying they want to collect many things and they'll have more and more and more. And that's why in order to have God in your heart, you need to be spiritual. In order to attain eternal life, you ought to be spiritual. You ought to be rich spiritually. Amen, brothers and sisters? And to be rich spiritually is what God determines holy. When you are spiritually rich, it's because you have become a holy person. It means you have departed from sin. You have left that old man behind because God entrapped you, because God made you fall in love, because God captivated you, and you have done the best of you, of you can, what you can do because you want to live for Him and because of Him. Amen? It states in verse 22, since you, look what God states here, as we convert to Him, since you have purified your what? Your souls in what? In obeying the truth through the Spirit. It states that having purified your souls. And the Bible states 
that because of God's word, that through God's word, we will be cleansed. That's why there were many things that we used to do in our ignorance. But as we get to know the gospel and as we know the things of God, our hearts begin to be cleansed. And that's why I depart from sin. Oh, I didn't know that it was a sin to have a lover. But now I know that that doesn't please God. And I want to please God. I want to be holy. I depart from that. Oh, I didn't know about drunkness, for example, that they didn't please God. But now I know. Now I understood. And that's why God removes those spirits that entice us to do all of that. But we need to desire that. Like it states here, it says, your soul's in obeying, that you have purified your souls in obeying. So look how important obedience is. As I understand, as I become obedient to the word of God, to God's gospel, I am going to sanctify myself. I'm going to be holy. And that's what we need to be. Holy. Be holy. Amen, brothers and sisters? It says, through the spirit. And this spirit is the gospel. His word. That's why it's so important to read the Bible. It's so important to attend the sermons on Sundays, on Thursday, it's so important. It is indispensable to uh, come on Tuesdays or Saturdays to watch the Bible studies. Or if you can come Tuesdays and Saturdays, great, because when we watch a Bible study and you repeat it, you learn even more. Isn't that so, brothers and sisters? What else does the Bible state? It also states, in sincere love of the brethren. So we got to have that sincere love. And that towards God, sincere, that you love God so much that out of love for God, you depart from sin. Out of love for God, you leave that man behind because you understood that God lives, that God exists, and that the power of the Holy Spirit manifests here, that we See the living word of God come to life through his word that his doctrine helps us change the way that we think. And the Bible states finally that we need to have sincere love of the, of the brethren. It says love one another fervently with a pure heart. In other words, in order to be holy, the conclusion is that we must have a pure heart. That's why we must desire this and say, God... Cleanse me. Cleanse my thoughts. The way that I live my conduct. Cleanse those evil deeds in me. Because I want to please you. I want to live for you. That's why, oh Lord, let the power of your Holy Spirit be in my life, in my body. That the word that flows through Sister Mary Louisa's lips may reach the deepest parts of my being. And help me be different. And help me see things differently. Because, Lord... You have entrapped me. You have made me fall in love with you. And I want to be holy. I want to depart from you because I want to attain eternal life. Blessed is the name of our Lord. Let us stand up and let us say, wonderful God.